0: Welcome to Body Talk, a podcast dedicated to exploring the weird, the gross, and the wonderful of the human body. I'm Joni Edelman. And I'm Jenny Barrett. And this week we're talking about periods. Yeah. Uh, cue that bloody hallway scene in The Shining. Oh yeah. That's my favorite period gif of all time to send to people when right. they're like, How are you feeling? And just no context whatsoever. Yeah. And a period
1: gif. And and, a- and of you cascade. could just and you could just do that jack nicholson face here's johnny that one that's so terrifying uh, yeah
0: no that's not when people usually used to talk (laughs) about their periods but sometimes i feel that way (laughs) especially when people try to act like that's how i'm acting and then i'm like oh you want jack nicholson in the shining three weeks deep here we go (laughs) um so i actually do not know this story about when did you first start your period what was your monarchy or however the fuck you say that
1: word okay so my period origin story mm-hmm. let's see i how old was i it was the summer that i turned 13 mm-hmm. so completely average in every way cuz that's like the average period start time yeah i think right it's at like 15. 12 yeah yeah or like 13 in one month or mm-hmm. something but yeah so i started my period right before i turned 13 the day that I started it, um, I was a not at my house. I was staying over with my friend Stacy, my best, my BFF. Actually, maybe we were at my house. <laughs> I don't remember. You shit. it. This up. was a long time ago, dude. This was like how long ago was that? Twenty almost like, thirty years <gasps> ago. Jeez, Louise.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. oh so what? Gosh. So what
1: happened? Okay, so wow. It's a long time to, to menstruate. <laughs> Seriously. I'm just, you know what? I was trying to really quickly do the math. Like how much have I spent on tampons and or pads and or diva cups in the last three years? Mm-hmm. I can't even, like, you're talking every 28 days, right?
0: Yeah, I would be more concerned with like the time. Like you could have, like, that's like a solid couple of months. Oh, wait, I was
1: pregnant for a lot of that. In, so that doesn't are, count.
0: it's like six times, yeah.
1: Uh, but I mean, to be fair, you only lose your period for like nine months, and then maybe if you're lucky, you can and get then a after of the baby,
0: you have a yeah. giant period. Yeah, because
1: of placenta. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then you uh, eat it. No, you don't. Hippies. <laughs> Wait, I actually did eat my placenta. You so. ate your placenta? Yes. I mean, you do, you boo, but dude, Matt is the best husband ever. Did he, he help you encapsulate? He it? did it. He did it because I was bleeding so much. He like took it all apart. You have to cut the cord off and throw it away because it's fibrous. It won't Uh dry. And then you like fillet it all out like a steak. Like you essentially like cut the fat off of it. But it's really the amniotic sac, And then you steam it in herbs like, Uh um, wait, it's lemongrass and ginger. That's what it is. This is the Chinese method. There's more than one method. So you, you steam it in, like, a vegetable steamer, basically, um, but not one that you want to use again because uh-huh. <laughs> placenta. Um, and then when it's done being steamed, you then put it in the oven for, like, you slice it into, like, bacon strips, placenta strips, and then you lay it flat out on a cookie sheet in the oven. And then you have to, like, bake it at a low, low temperature, like, under 200 degrees. Like, I want to say, like, 180 and then it, it cooks, it dries, like. Or if you have a freeze dryer, you could put it in there, I guess. One of, or one of those, like, things that you um, put fruit in.
0: Listener, you can't
1: see my face, but I think you can feel it. <laughs> Wait, you didn't let me finish. Is, oh, so more. he did it all. He okay. did it all himself, and then he ground it up this in is... the food processor, which we threw away, because <laughs> here's the thing you don't know about a dry-up. No, I think I know. I think I know. No, so when you when there's, you dry out a placenta, right, there's, like, things in there. There's, like... Yeah, because it's an organ <laughs> that you're eating. And then when you put it... Well, people eat liver. Is it cannibalism, though, if you eat your own placenta? <laughs> I asked that question, but here's the thing. <laughs> Once you get it all dry and you put it in your food processor, there's, like, these rocks in there, and it just, like, whirls around, and the the little pieces were so sharp and hard they 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 like made a groove in the inside of the food processor which we then replaced anyway he did all of that and then he sat and he scooped up the placenta into little gel caps one at a time one at a time like 250 so, of them
0: so what you're telling me is you would rather tell me about the time your husband hand scooped pieces of your um, steamed, baked, and food processed placenta. Then you would tell me about the first time you had your period.
2: Oh!
1: <laughs> no. Wait. Oh.
0: How do we get there? I don't even remember I it know. You have the the best skill for just <laughs> just, just not. Turning. You're like what? It's, I'm gonna tell you when we have a topic. I'm gonna tell you everything but that topic, and then you'll
1: talk about it. Listen. This was this was an the story. Look, the listeners wanted to hear this story. They don't care Mm -hmm. about my period that I had 30 years ago. I can't even remember 30 years ago. No, I remember my period. Anyway, I started it, either I was with Stacy or I wasn't. I don't remember whose house we were at, but I started it, and that morning she and I were singing in her church. We used to sing together. Mm -hmm. We were in choir together, Um, but we were singing. We were, like, performing at her church, and I was devastated. And so I went to my house from her house. That's why I think I was at her house, but it might not have happened that way. These are important details. She might remember, but... Probably not. <laughs> um, so I went to my ha- to my mom, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, mom! It was she was home. It was a rare, it was a rare time." <laughs> we're gonna get deep real quick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're gonna talk about my mom later. Um, I love her. Anyway, she. So I went there. I went to her bathroom, and she was like, "Oh, that was." So she told me that was when she told me that my grandmother told her she could just she could get pregnant now. Like that was her mm-hmm. period bill. So she told me that, and then she was like, "But I'm not gonna say that to you." Because, you know, I mean, she asked me if I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, what do you think? I'm three? What do you know? I don't want to talk to you about it. I don't need to talk to you about it. I know what's up. Just give me the stuff. So she gave me the pad. And the pads were like, like I said, like huge, huge. And I don't mean like. They were huge. They were huge. They were like, if you took a pair of tube socks and folded them in half. Seriously. It was just barely a step down from the belt. Just a tiny little from the belt so anyway the crumb i had to get i had to get up and sing and i like my dress was fitted and you could see this huge pad i was like i was like trying to spend the whole time trying to hide it and make it so that no one could see that i was wearing a diaper (laughs) basically okay all right that's my story well
0: um my period started seven years ago when i was also 13. Uh And just um, rub rub it in. mm -hmm. So I have to preface this because this is, uh, I don't know if there's another worse way to start your period ever. Um, I grew up in an Orthodox Mormon community and we were going to the temple. And (sighs) part of what you do at the temple is there's a big stress on cleanliness And you wear white. You wear white socks. You can't be wearing any jewelry. You can't be wearing any nail polish. I've been there. I know. Yes, you have. Um, And 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 um, and you you can't even have like a colored hairband. So I go in, do my thing, do temple stuff, and I'm you know, and I get done, and I uh, I had been having my period the whole time. Oh my gosh. It was an omen.
1: <laughs> Get out.
0: Yeah. It was like This was biblical. I
1: mean it No, does. it was yeah.
0: very like I was like, Oh, well, that's auspicious. <laughs> uh, um Yeah, <laughs> Foreshadowing. it was shadowing. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> the temple was cool. Like I there's no there's no doubt about it, but the starting the period there, uh Yeah. Yeah. So um that was and there's mirrors everywhere. Yes, so and that's see the, it. Just the 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 worst way, yeah, to start a period. Um, we can I can link a picture of of a temple baptismal font, so you can see the biblical altar on which yeah. I bled my first drop of woman blood. <laughs> um,
1: preparing you for the literally bounty. in a
0: giant urn held yeah. up by twelve oxen.
1: Yeah, yeah, like.
0: In some ways, I'm like, oh, that was so bad and, like, was weirdly prophetic. But also, that's the most badass way to start your period ever. Right. It looks like
1: a sacrificial altar. Yeah. People uh, won't know this. Can you think we can get a picture of that? Yeah, I think no. We, yeah, they yeah, you you can, When right? it's an
0: open house, before it's consecrated, yeah. you can. Yeah, so yeah. So we'll we have a picture show. in the show notes. Yeah. And you can see. And you can see the, the it's, drama. It's fucking medieval. Like, yeah. Like,
1: that's... Yeah. Well, this is this is your introduction into your body being able to pop out people.
0: Yeah. And deal. it was um oddly during a ceremony that represents rebirth. So, great. Yeah. Hey,
1: Jenny, uh, way to ru- we will, way to ruin
0: it. We will, <laughs> yeah, that's just the kind of Mormon I I am. Um, we will put a link to a picture of it and also a link to some info um, about lay temple because it is very very sacred to some people and I'm not yeah. going to try and Parse it into words. I'm just gonna, yeah, gonna let that be. Not mess with anyone's day because that's not cool. (laughs) That is about as cool as starting your period in a in a Mormon (laughs) temple. So not gonna try to make anybody not gonna try and make anybody cry. Um, so let's talk about products real quick. Yes. Okay. So I started out with tampons. My mom. I was the opposite of most kids, where they're like, oh, like. I hate wearing a human like a adult sized diaper. Can I with, right with none of the security of an magical. actual diaper? Just but if the, you could just get to pen the yeah. fucking middle of a diaper, yeah, with some weak ass sticker yeah. on the back, right? I was all about that life because my mom was like, "You should, you know, tampons are way easier, and they're like, they just." you don't feel as gross or it's like I mean imagine being a little kid with OCD right on your period oh no I know yeah you know you can imagine I can't (laughs) actually imagine that so she talked me into wearing tampons and then I was
1: easily converted right away I was like oh okay this shit's lit (laughs) well yeah I can't the funny thing for me is that because my mom my mom is super anti-tampon she um couldn't she we shouldn't have them we didn't talk about them but when I asked her she was like well I don't understand that because there's there's stuff in there and how does this stuff get out if you have a tampon in and I'm like what was I gonna say I didn't know I was mm-hmm. like I don't know it just comes out I don't know so um I had nobody to talk to about tampons my friends didn't wear tampons and then I was on the tall flag um color guard for band and uh we had to wear like these tiny shirt short skirts and little red, like mm-hmm. underwear, essentially. It um, would not pad accommodating. No, it literally all. would look like you were wearing a diaper. Yeah. You would look like a baby in a pair of bloomers. Cute. Yeah, not. That's a so good look. I had to figure out. So I was like, well, I have to, I'm going to have to figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. So I got my Playtex. And I, it has the instructions, right? So I, like, poured over the instructions. And I had an understanding. You were understanding. just looking
0: at the bisected woman? Yeah. With the... Yeah.
1: And I was like, how I do I do this? And so I tried to squat. And I tried to put one foot up. Like, all these different mm-hmm. ways. So I finally figured out that I could do it on the toilet. But what I didn't figure out is that the end of your vagina doesn't actually just float into your uterus magically because I was so scared of like losing it yeah like it's like your asshole right like yeah. you just shove it up there you're and then you're Richard gear and someone's got to dig a hamster out of your butt <laughs> yes okay. because so I just didn't know how far to put it in so what I did was I spent three months wearing a tampon like hanging half out oh and you know that feeling yes I do yeah it was horrifying and then when I finally figured out that I hadn't that I just was doing it wrong mm-hmm. I was like oh my god Where have you been all my life? Yeah, no,
0: I can, I can put a tampon in like a champ, and I could from very early on, like, I don't know, upside down with my legs straight together, yeah, just just working it. Yep, just MacGyver it on in there. Yeah, Yeah. but now, as a Diva Cup (laughs) devotee, tampons don't mean nothing. Yeah, no, the try shoving a a cone (laughs) up your vagina. And yes, it is pliable, mm-hmm. but also, no, it's not. Because anything <laughs> you're putting up your vagina, I don't care how fucking pliable it is. It's not pliable enough. <laughs> well, unless the you end. had five kids.
1: <laughs> and then which case? Is, yes. no. You are a user of the size two. I am. I'm am a Diva size 2 or Actually, um, accidentally bought a size one, mm-hmm. and it came to the house, and I laughed out loud. Because you have no idea. The size one is legit half the size of the two. It's, oh, it's you could just tell it's you a ratio just, you could just tell from the thing you're like uh uh-uh. well yeah like, i saw it and it was like this was like the size of a marble okay compared to mine which is like the size of a basketball <laughs> something <laughs> you're gonna bigger be, than a marble that's uh, all i'm something saying something
0: bigger than okay
1: Okay. Yeah. anyways, but yeah, I use the. That's what I use currently. I use the Diva, and then sometimes I I have the subscription to Lola tampons, which are awesome. um, beautiful. The I same need to get on that, that. Yeah, Anne introduced me. Thanks, Anne. Um, and they just send them to you. It's amazing. Um, so you can awesome. do it once a month or, or whatever. And um, I just got a couple of boxes, and I actually haven't um, gone through them yet because my period hasn't been here since February. I'm scared that it's perimenopause, tbh. Why are you... Don't be scared. You're not... I know, but I just... Are you
0: going to have a, another child? Yes.
1: <laughs> and my and kids all You're going to adopt
0: a fucking sugar glider. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I'll
1: know? just get a dog. In the little, yeah. the little pouch yeah. that you No, i am just harnessed. get a dog. Dogs and kids are basically exactly the same. You have two dogs. <laughs> no, so seriously... No, it's the, it's the whole idea of... Um, and it's not even, like, the reproductive thing. Like, I wanted to have more Is it kids. the age thing? It's the age. It's the, it doesn't feel like it should be happening already because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not just about to turn 42. And so I was like, Matt was like, what what's the big deal? Uh, Matt, my husband, for those of you who don't know. Also uh, the man who encapsulated her placenta. Right. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so, you know, he was like, what's the big deal? Like, yay, you don't have to deal with that crap. And I was like, but... Uh, I don't. I don't. Know. Also, you have to deal with a
0: year-long period, basically. Yeah. Like all of yeah. y- it's like hot flashes, which I have had during anxiety attacks, uh-huh. and would not appreciate out of the blue.
1: Yeah.
0: I would like to be. Yeah. Like nervous about something, Yeah. and then I'm not
1: even a big fan. I have I have night sweats. I'm having night sweats, <sighs> so like I wake up drenched. I know this is what's coming for you, young ladies. Um, I wake up drenched. <sighs> drenched, absolutely saturated, to where I have to change my clothes and even put a towel down and lay on it. Like that's how wet It happened to me one time when I had a dream where I met John Green. It was not sexual. Stop talking about your sexual It was not sexual.
0: It was just well I haven't decided if I want John Green to be my dad or if I want John Green to be my daddy. But in this in this dream, I just like it was just a very intense emotional experience. It was not sexual at all. I just like walked up to him and was like Oh my God, you mean everything to me. Like, you are the, you are why I wanna be a writer. You're a, like, it was, I guess it was sexual in like a literary way. Yeah. And then I woke up and I'd sweat through all my clothes. Also <laughs> happened when I met Amy Poehler in a dream. That was sexual.
1: <laughs> okay, well, now that we're done talking about your sexual fantasies, Jenny, how about we talk about free bleeding?
0: The funny thing about free bleeds uh, is they're the opposite of new. People yeah. are like the new right. trend bleeding all over everything. Right. And I'm like, no.
1: Yeah. The Ooh. marathon that was front page news when the marathon or ran yeah. the marathon and blood.
0: And I, uh, part of me is like, I understand that as a political statement when you're talking about girls who don't have period products available to them, or right? Like, people in general who don't have period products available to them, and but when you're just, I don't know, like sometimes I like. I've shit my pants before, but I don't just shit in my pants.
1: (laughs) Like Shit and blood. I mean, you know, whatever. We're just being, it's just real. It's just real talk. Yeah, but free bleeding, it's really hard to think about
0: how common that was. When I think about Marie Antoinette and all of her opulent glory, and then I think about the fact that she probably just bled all over her petticoats. Yeah. No, dude, they use like wool. Okay, but some people legit like just bled. Like, that is, a, that is a society where you had to switch out the gossamer in the baskets that the court would use to just carry the rich people shit around every day. But many of them still just free bleed in it. Wow. And down to Nabby, free bleeding. Yeah. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. I, w- that I cannot be... imagine. My period. I have. I have a lot of volume to my period if I was (laughs) if I I was they would wear red dresses like what yeah I mean imagine
0: if you're in those clothes the type of clothes I'm thinking like Edwardian even which is much less than right like the Rococo stuff that Marie Antoinette wore yeah that's a lot of petticoats yeah you're always you're wearing like four pads at all but what is but what did Keira Knightley do okay but in movies um all women shave their legs even in yeah. the 19th century yeah and they don't bleed and Katniss Never. Everdeen has no hair on her armpits she uses uh scissors <laughs> to remove it <laughs> in that cornucopia they're just razors <laughs> also multi purpose weapon. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, like in that's never included. But free bleeding's been a real thing. I think it stems from the red tent kind of stuff and laws of Nidda, which is right. Old Jewish law where you I mean it, it some people still practice it. Um a niddah is a menstruating woman and right. you don't touch your husband. Right. And in some cases, like uh further back in history you went in a special like, yeah. like yurt
1: yeah I actually um, I want that to come back
0: (laughs) where you're just like everyone leave me the
1: fuck alone yeah where it's like no you have where Matt like I start my period and he goes you have to go to the yurt now Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my period used to be three days but now it's actually nine so (laughs) I'm I'm just gonna need some snacks
0: a lot of orthodox women still practice this and they they say that they like it because their husband leaves them alone for a while I'm converting,
1: and then they, <laughs> and then they like, um, not because of the husband thing, just because I want to go in the tent.
0: They don't really go in the tent anymore. Just, oh, like, we'll they just like they they don't they don't touch him and they don't pass salt to him from across the table. So this is heavy stuff. Yep, so, yeah. I've never you know I've never done the law laws of niddah and gone into a mikvah, which is what you do after you're done with your period. You go in like a basically like a baptismal font. Um, a little bit similar to a Mormon. Uh, baptismal ceremony <laughs> uh because mormons got a lot of stuff from jewish people yeah and the masons for sure. um yeah. for sure, for sure but but you you clean yourself completely off it's much more strict like no dirt under your fingernails wow. nothing That'll and you hard. dunk yourself in and you can't you're not touching any of the walls because the water has to touch every part of you can you touch the floor do you have know you have to like sink down and float in i mean i'm not jewish so i could be saying this wrong but i did read a lot about it when i was researching for this podcast because it's so fucking cool like i didn't even know that you go a, a an cool older thing. woman watches you and you go down and float down In some in some communities you do it three times in some communities you just do it one time and all of your hair has to go underwater and you have to be like this is spread literally, this out is baptism, and yeah. except you can't
1: touch anything. It's
0: baptism by immersion, but like you have to have your whole body spread out so that the water can touch every part of it.
1: This is intense.
0: Yeah. We are going to be talking to Sam Dylan Finch soon okay. to give us yet another perspective. Um, not not a mikvah perspective. But <laughs> Sam is our great, great friend who's a non-binary transgender guy, and yeah. he has a period, and yeah. he's going to talk to us about it. I feel sent. Yep. And Anne, don't forget Anne. Yes, and we're talking to Anne Friedman of Call Your Girlfriend. Yeah. Um, you may know that they're quite involved in, in in periods. I mean, everyone who has one is, but... Um, <laughs> but Yeah, they're involved whether there's they like a, it or not. They have a, they have a recurring... Uh, segment, segment on their yeah. podcast called "This Week in Menstruation." Their newsletter is called "The Bleed," and it it yeah. gets sent out once a month.
1: Yeah, I love I love Anne. Yeah, she's she's super cool yeah. and super excited to have her on this. Yeah, let's go ahead and give Anne a call now, by which I mean insert the interview we've already done because that's how podcasting works. Hi, Anne. Thanks for being on Body Talk. <laughs> thanks for having me. Um. So first off, we wanted to
0: ask if uh, we could do a bit of a this week menstruation. a la uh, Call Your Girlfriend?
2: Sure. <laughs> I was actually just reading a sort of roundup or group interview um, with gender nonconforming people who get periods and like what that experience is like for them. And so that was really interesting to me. I mean, it's something that we talk about on call your girlfriend that like obviously not everyone who gets a period identifies as a woman and not everyone who identifies as a woman gets a period but there's you know we definitely don't talk enough about um people for whom it's not just like painful but like gender dysphoric or like unpleasant for others beyond physical discomfort so like so yeah so that's what i'm reading today which is you know super interesting
0: I think part of what's hard for people is that so there is a lot of the period talk that is really gendered, but it also right. isn't necessarily limited to one gender. Like there are parts of it, like stigma in it, that is from it being associated with women. And so it's important to talk about that, but it's also important to include everyone's experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I definitely struggle with that. I mean, I've had some interesting conversations with friends who are trans or gender nonconforming about, um, kind of default pronouns in like the reproductive justice space or like right. basic reproductive health stuff in terms of the cultural conversation a lot of the stuff that i would say we talk about on call your girlfriend too has to do with um i don't know like the the cultural the cultural mm-hmm. implications or expectations around it which um for better or worse are still really coded female too so i don't really have like i mean I, I think that we do say women a lot on the podcast, in part because the two of us identify Our women. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah, might
0: for play sure. a part.
2: But um, and I and and also because you know, like I think about this as a as a writer and editor too. Like there, it's an economy of language issue where, like you know, it does like every time you say something to have to like say we're talking about everyone who might get a period. You know, like mm-hmm, at a certain right. point, you have to have a little bit of faith. I think in your audience um, where they recognize. So I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously my thinking on this is still evolving, and I can't wait to hear what Sam has to say.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. It's something I think about a lot, and it's it's a lot more nuanced conversation than you would think it is. You just go in, and there's like this. People go by context a lot, and it makes for way more thoughtful conversations if you remember to in- include that point
2: yeah and I think it's also important I mean and this is kind of a bigger conversation than just the one about periods obviously but like you know also recognizing that like not you know in the same way that we recognize not everyone who gets a period is a woman recognizing that not everyone who gets a period and does identify as a woman sees it the same way either you know like there's yeah, no like definitely. person can speak for like the complete like gender non-conforming experience about right. this or like yeah. you know there's, I think it's like yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot
0: of women out there who like their period is a, f- a very spiritual experience. Spirit, yeah, like, and for me,
1: it's like <clears throat> no, I'm bleeding out of my vagina. <laughs> it's moon time. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a friend that sets up like a like a board of crystals. Wow. See, yeah. Like a, that goes, a- goes. Yeah, you know, it's like certain crystals point a certain direction, and that has some significance somehow.
2: In the this is what r- i mean it's like you know yeah. and if she were the test case to be like let's find out how women feel about getting <laughs> uh, your- <right. laughs> you know what I mean like i like i also sort of like it's interesting like the like how do you how do you check your like personal biases when it comes to right. this stuff it's mm-hmm. like it's actually really really difficult
0: yeah <laughs> and i is. feel yeah. like women are so used to being told that they're a monolith that they sometimes internalize that right where where you like you feel like you need to speak in this broad way about women when you're like you can also remember, Oh, I'm a person, an individual. Yeah. And me- my like my feelings about my period don't have to be the same as are you there, God, it's me, Margaret where she was like, <laughs> Please Please, I need to have a period. Her and Anne
1: Frank, man, I don't get it, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't know what's coming. That's the thing. If they'd known, they would have been like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: was incorporating periods into call your girlfriend a plan, or was it something that you and Amina just talked about a lot in real life and brought into I the podcast?
2: Talk about it more than other like women with periods talk about it like you know i mean i feel like like it is like one of those things that's just sort of woven into our conversations like if one of us is feeling really shitty sorry can I say that on your podcast oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh, wow. there's
1: the f word it's all over if, the place <laughs> if one of
2: us is feeling really shitty because you know we are on our period or whatever like that's a thing that we are pretty open with each other about and you know even though I would say the conversation on the podcast takes it in a little bit more of like a cultural political direction mm-hmm. it's not just about our bodies um I think it's just, it's a natural outgrowth of like, it's a thing we talk about. So we're going to just talk about it on the podcast. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, in as much as exposing, like, the details of women's lived experience is political, I guess it's political, yeah. but it wasn't so much conscious as like, what really needs discussing, you <laughs> yeah. know,
0: I feel like that's how a lot of caro Griffin works. And yeah. so you get a Kardashian update and a Ruth
1: Bader Ginsburg <laughs> update in the same. Episode. You got to do it. We have to have a um, like a headliner article about a shark eating another shark.
0: We did. <laughs> we had we had on the same day we had life married with schizoaffective disorder. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. a female shark gets tired of male shark man spreading and eats it.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> to breathe. brighten to brighten it up, Jenny right. put a bow on the shark. I did. Head. I put a Hello Kitty bow on the shark. Well, well you know.
2: The thing about that story is like planet Earth type stuff is normally so rapey and terrible. Like when you get,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's sort we, of that's like, exactly why it it's was like, front oh, page. it's a positive story yeah. about
0: like, yes. <laughs> like the Africa special on Netflix right now, where this rhino just like accosts the girl right now and he can't even get it up. And so she's like, dude, I'm tired. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, and then I she, even talk about the, the Africa miniseries.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> she just pretends, she literally pretends to go to sleep.
2: Yeah. I don't hear a lot about like ma- periods of other mammals. Like that's I not know. right, planet Earth. To like bring this back to sort of on topic, like yeah, <laughs> I would. I'm really curious if it's just like free bleeding. I know about dog periods. I guess. Oh right,
0: because but that's because yeah. that's just they want to like wipe their ass everywhere, and what people don't do that. So I know that's different at least.
1: Huh. Um, well, I have to call a veterinarian in.
0: And... <laughs> so and you do a lot of writing about the. Tampon tax? Um,
2: I did write about it. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, something like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. a lot of people are. A lot of women, t- to me, seem to be like, "Meh, no, they don't. They don't care that much. They don't care." Yeah, it's not I mean, a feminist I issue
1: for them.
2: I think yep. that's valid if you are, you know, relatively well off. Like, you know, I mean, it's like I think that probably the the amount of money that you save on taxes for your tampons only makes a difference if you are, like, really, really on a budget and, like, really struggling. So, you know, it makes sense that most people who are, you know, casually reading articles on the internet or, like, using social media, like, maybe have enough resources that the tax difference, you know, yeah. saving on taxes for tampons probably won't make a huge difference. I get that. Um, the article I wrote was basically just looking at the – legislators um, in the eight states where bills to repeal the tampon tax have been in- introduced, um, calling some of them and sort of saying, what gave you the idea to do this? And like, what is your deeper motivation? Because, you know, I mean, I do have some sympathy. Like I said, it's not so much money that it feels significant. And it also feels like, you know, look, like when the other side is introducing bills to make Um, you know abortion a felony essentially (laughs) yeah Uh, it feels really small potatoes but you know so i i talked to in particular these um legislators in ohio who said you know listen like one of them sat on the um like the uh, appropriations or, like, the Ways and Means Committee, and she was like, I was so sick of passing tax break after tax break for, like, big oil companies, and I wanted to just pass, like, you know, it's a Republican-dominated yeah. legislator. Yeah. She's like, I wanted to pass something that would give a break to women who need it the most. And, um, and you know, and there's something about that that, I mean, it's not going to pass in all of these states. It's definitely not going to pass in Ohio. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It's just like, ugh, like you know, it's 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 like it's like in these really difficult environments for reproductive rights. Just being like, it's a tiny, tiny victory, um, or being able to say, look, like this Republican legislator won't even grant this time. Right. Yeah, so that was the motivation. And I like I said, I'm sympathetic to the view that this is small potatoes. Um, I think that there are a percentage of women for whom it is not small potatoes, like maybe it actually does make a difference. And um, but yeah, but you know, I think that like, if you think about it in, in terms of what is it like to be a legislator who supports, like women economically, <laughs> and also like in terms of their reproductive justice and you know all of this stuff like what what can you do for them i mean then it starts to feel maybe not huge but like a little bit more interesting or worth paying attention to
0: and i think a lot of feminist conversations and a lot of the conversations that people have about periods where women just want to say like my period isn't gross i want to kind of talk about it and people are like that is such a small thing stop talking about it women should have the space to like (laughs) to talk about how much they pay for their tampons. I don't think you have to have that at the expense of bigger things. I
2: mean, and I think it's fair to ask questions about, like, where are our legislative priorities or or things like that. But, like, I mean, honestly, like, you know, those are fair conversations to have. But, like, you know, is someone really producing a ranking of, like, what are we talking about too much? I mean, one reason why we talk about issues like the tampon tax um, that are not life and death issues is because, like, honestly, we would all just, like, cry go in the corner and cry if we had to talk about like the really most difficult Mm -hmm. stuff every minute of every day like I think that low hanging kind of like activist fruit does Mm -hmm. serve a purpose
1: we're
0: super glad to have us a very important period authority on our period episode though
1: (laughs) thank (laughs) you so much Um, I want to ask just do you, you have a book do you have a book coming at any time
2: yeah well I actually like I have an idea that just needs attention and so if if I'm able to stick to the schedule that I'm set, setting for myself, as of maybe mid-June to the end of August, I'm I'm going to keep doing my weekly column, but basically not do anything else and kind of spend some time working on that
1: proposal. Oh, that would be so, so awesome. You should just do a, like a graphic book of just your pie charts. That would be awesome. Second, third, or fourth book might be that, but I was like,
2: <laughs> thought about that, and I was like, I, what would happen if I produced the pie chart book and then died, and it was like the first line of my obituary? <laughs> She had a book of pie right. charts. I was like, that, I can't have that.
1: Like, oh, a that's gosh. a
0: valid point. Thanks so much for talking with us. Super sure. appreciate it. Do you want to do period story?
2: I had the the first thing that came that came to mind from when you asked me this mm-hmm. um, is basically just like really early on. I mean, we're talking like somewhere in my first 10 periods. I had not been menstruating very long. I was and they were really painful when I was younger. I had like super, super painful periods. Oh, and I feel like,
1: I feel like, I feel like I feel that's, that's true. true. Yeah. I
2: don't know what it is. Like, maybe I was like more fertile then or something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I hadn't gotten used to it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. But I remember it being super painful. And um, I come from like a pretty conservative religious family. And I was like, I had to go to church with my family. And I was wearing like, a pad the size of like a down pillow. You know what I mean?
0: Were you in a a no tampons house? Was it that kind of? It wasn't like a religiously.
2: religiously mandated, no tampons, but my mom doesn't wear them. And so it was like, except if she's like swimming or something. And so I think then by proxy, right. I didn't, yeah. you know, I just
1: I used whatever she bought. Same, so, same. My mom was an avid hater of tampons. So she just had what we call the neck brace, which was oh literally like, because this was like, the mid 80s. So yeah, things were different okay. then. We so had, we hadn't had the developments that we currently have. So church on your period. I know. Yeah, yeah, I and know a so, little of this pain.
0: Yeah.
2: And also, so then having to like kneel while having oh cramps, gosh. like that position of being like, like the on your knees, but sort of like straight, like, right. so like I can't, you know what it looks like. That's to like, like yes.
0: prime leakage. Yeah. yeah, and That's it was just so sounds. painful, and
2: I remember, like, I had to, like, I thought I was going to pass out, like, from the pain, and I, like, got up to, like, go to the bathroom in the back or whatever, and managed to, like, snag the front of my shoe, like, while I was walking back, oh and it gosh. did, it looked like a cartoon clown where, you know, like, with the <gasps> separated from the top of the, the shoe, gosh. and I just punched over and like limping back to the bathroom with my shoe doing the clown flop and it's like a very early memory of just like periods are shameful and gross and and painful and it was like yeah it was an early early moment
1: they don't prepare you for that really like they don't when my mom got her period she went to her mom and my grandma was like well congratulations you can get pregnant now that was yeah. like the whole I don't know, before I
0: was just like, it's explained in this really nebulous way where it's yeah. like, yeah, you bleed out of there sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. And I was like, okay, whatever. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for sharing your, I'm very sorry for your church girl period of shame. <laughs> uh,
2: so, I'm over it. I've gotten through it. Uh, it did occur to me though, that the title of your podcast is a Robin album.
1: Yes, it is. And the
2: title of our podcast is a
1: Robin song. Yes.
2: So yes. great synergy there. That's we all. did
1: not do that on purpose. But Jenny was like, wait a minute. That's Thanks great. so Thanks much. Thanks, Anne.
2: OK, take care, you guys. Have
0: you a You too. One. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome.
0: Anne is awesome.
1: She is so awesome.
0: Periods are awesome. <laughs> you know what else is awesome?
1: <laughs> what? Sam Dylan Finch. So awesome. Let's call Sam now. Hi, Sam. Welcome to Body Talk.
3: Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, we love you
0: so much. Mm -hmm. So, we are literally best friends with Sam, but...
1: Basically. Yeah, yeah. but the listeners... I'm I'm not Sam's best friend, I'm Sam's mom.
3: (laughs) That's so true. Facebook
1: said so. (laughs) So, Sam, can you tell
0: us a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure. So, I'm a writer, an editor, and an activist. And more specifically, (laughs) I cover... Um, like queer identity, mental health, as a transgender and bipolar writer. Um, I'm basically that social justice warrior that the MRAs warned you about. I'm like that person.
1: But you're, you're turning all by... of our children queer, Sam. You're
0: That's not, the goal. You're not the, you're not, you're not make America gay again, by the way. You're as
3: gay <laughs> as possible. I want
0: America to be as gay as humanly possible. I
3: mm-hmm. told Joni
0: if Donald Trump. Um, when's the presidency, all of us queers are going to like cut San Francisco out. Just, We're going to just set up dynamite
3: and we'll have our, our
0: own little gay like, island. Yeah.
3: Sounds yeah, like a plan. I'm,
0: I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, even if anyone wins, we should
3: do that. <laughs> yeah. I think Like I'd literally great... be
0: like, bye, Bernie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See ya. Yeah.
3: There you go. Sounds like a great plan all around.
0: Oh, so good. So can you tell us about your experience with your period as a non-binary gay alien trans prince?
1: As you, as you, or, well, maybe do you want to do your, your period origin story for us? Yeah.
0: Oh and, my gosh. and maybe explain how your, um, gender identity intersects with that.
3: Well, I'll just start with my origin story. Mm-hmm. I came out of my mother's vagina. No, I'm just kidding. Period origin <laughs> Taking story. Taking it
0: way back. Uh, going to write the first 10 chapters of Jane Eyre right here. <laughs> yeah, on the air. Right
3: now. Um, so I started my period when I was 14, which I guess is like. I was a late bloomer. Yeah. So by the time I got there, I was very eager because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Everybody else has already had this experience. Yeah. Um, and basically, I was like going to go swimming or something. And when I went to change into my bathing suit, I was like, "Ah, oh, dang it. Guess I'm not going to go swimming after all. And what I remember most was my mother's reaction. She was basically like, go get a pad and saddle up. And I was like, oh, my God why did saddle you just up? Uh, saddle up that is yeah. what my mother told me i mean
0: that's what, what they look it? like yeah
3: yeah i mean the great thing about my mom is that like if no one else finds her funny she still finds herself funny so i remember she's so tickled with herself
0: <laughs> we talked about this a little bit with Anne that periods they happen to people of all genders but mm-hmm. the way that they're spoken about in our culture there is a link to being a woman and being on a period and a lot of the stigma That's attached to periods is feminized. How as allies and just as like human beings, do we navigate making sure we include everyone when we talk about periods, but we also acknowledge a lot of different cultural forces at play.
3: I think you just have to say what you mean. A lot of people will try to talk about cisgender women who are having their period, but they'll just say like, they'll assume that everyone who has a period is, a cisgender woman. Mm
0: -hmm,
3: Or they'll want to talk about anyone who has a uterus who has a period, instead of saying people with periods, they'll just say women. So I think it's about being more specific with the language that we use and just, like I said, just say exactly what you mean, which takes some practice, obviously, but we Mm -hmm. don't want to erase trans and non-binary people who have experiences and needs related to their period. Like, I need tampons and I'm not a woman. Um, I need a space to talk about my experiences and my body. And I think it really just comes down to being more specific. You've got trans and non-binary folks who have periods who are being excluded. And if you equate um, a menstrual cycle with womanhood, you have trans women and even cis women who don't have periods who feel excluded.
0: So what are some practical things that you think um, would be a good thing for cis women to introduce into their lives? To try and be more inclusive when talking about periods or when thinking about. But is there anything else that, like, you wish somebody would. That would, I don't know, make this. I want to make this easier for you, Sam. It's. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool when people are shitty to trans people, even when they don't mean it.
0: I don't like it. Not a fan. <laughs> and not he has a fan visible
3: discomfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't cool. Um, I think one thing, because I know a lot of cis women have this like spiritual connection to their period, and it's like it's part of their femininity and their identity. And I would never want to take that away one thing that i wish would happen more often is just using i statements if that spiritual connection is real for you just talking about it you know grounded in your own experience instead of saying you know women should you know embrace their period and be period positive and have this spiritual connection
1: right
3: like that yeah. that is trying to impose a narrative on folks and racist folks simultaneously mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about that spiritual connection, just talk about it rooted in your own experience. Say, you know, I have this wonderful connection to my cycle and it makes me feel empowered and more connected to my femininity. It's totally valid to just speak from your own experience and not speak over other folks. And I think that's really useful to keep in mind. Like, no one's trying to deprive you of your individual narrative and experience. Mm -hmm. When you're being inclusive, it's just trying to hold space for everyone's experience and narrative.
0: Yeah, and it's way more interesting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to have one narrative. Do you have any closing thoughts?
3: Yes, I do. Okay. (laughs) I have a closing thought, because I think it's maybe the most important one. Is that if transgender or non-binary people give you feedback, here's a totally great idea take it into account, like tune in, listen. Because a lot of folks get really defensive and they don't want to acknowledge that they're getting that feedback. And I get it because you've worked so hard to put together this special space or event or product. But nonetheless, I think when we're in a position of privilege at any point, whatever that position of privilege may be, it's really good to take a step back and listen to folks when they are trying to give you some feedback and doing that emotional labor. So in terms of period positivity and period related things, if you are laboring to do something for, you know, whatever community you're doing it for, just take into account the feedback you get from trans folks because it matters, it's important.
1: Yeah, definitely. In 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 all cases, obviously. And we really appreciate
0: you helping us it's not your job, but you do it and I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate it because I'm like, it, it feels it's weird to say old because I mean, I'm, you know, not that old, but I'm old enough that kids I went to high school with still weren't even out of the closet. They were, they were, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knew they were, nobody knew. I mean, we all knew, but you know, nobody knew until they were Mm-hmm. yeah adults they never were able to say that's that's what I grew up in it's just not yeah. like it is now and
0: that's I think that's why feedback is a good thing because you can really see
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know people mess up people don't know any better yeah mm-hmm. but when you help when you're like hey like can you please you know can you think about that a little bit and if they're like oh yeah then I mean I'm not gonna say no harm no foul because it doesn't feel good when people say right shitty things even if they don't mean them but it it is a better it's a really good judge of character when you give someone thoughtful feedback and if they react to you like in an unthoughtful way then you'd be like okay bye (laughs) (laughs) google it yeah like if someone asks you yeah also if you have those questions there's this really cool thing called the internet so before you meet someone who's actually like directly affected by this idea let me tell you a thing let me explain yeah. you something <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's just that's important and that's another way that like right. talking about periods in a way that includes people of all genders you can introduce that into a conversation like it really yeah. does lead to bigger things right
1: Yep. you just have to say something
3: It's kind of funny because my mom was like, have you heard about this bathroom thing? I'm like, no, I live under a rock and I'm not trans. (laughs) But I was about to like lecture her about it. And I started like on this rant because I was like, there's no way she understands this. She's probably like in support of these bathroom bills. I go on this rant and she's like, Sam, Sam, Sam. And I was like, what, mother? And she's like, I was just going to say we should just have unisex bathrooms that anyone can use and it's not a big deal. And I was like, "Oh my god, my mom is evolving faster than I can even keep up with her. People are catching on faster than I thought they would." Yeah, yeah
1: they are it's... in a lot of in a lot of ways because, you know, just like around the diet and weight loss stuff. I mean, 10 years ago, it was like there was so yeah, much nothing. I mean, even more shame around yeah everything was diet and diet and yeah. this diet and this that is what's so
0: cool about talking about bodies is that it just like bleeds into all different yeah
3: blindness. bleeds it bleeds <laughs> red i've red, done red, that like three times blood. on this
0: on this episode of yeah. like unintentionally saying flow or bleed
1: subconscious this might be something listeners would want to just ask in general is would testosterone make your period eventually disappear
3: Um, It depends on your dose. I mean, I'm at such a low dose that it might just keep going. If you're at, you know, like the quote unquote normal range, um, it's supposed to go away. I mean, I'm at a lower dose because of a lot of reasons. One being that I'm genderqueer and I'm not sure exactly like what pace I want to go at. And the second being that I'm at this intersection of mental illness and gender, Mm -hmm. and testosterone seems to really agitate my bipolar disorder, so they're scared to increase it. So it kind of depends on where you're at. For non-binary folks who, or really anyone who's at a lower dose, they may have to go on some kind of, like, they might have to get the shot or have some kind of birth control. (laughs) It really depends on... The person, the individual is a case by case thing. That's a whole other
1: thing talking about birth control.
0: That's a good episode idea.
1: Yeah. We'll have to do that. We'll have Sam back. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, thanks for talking to us today. Yeah, thanks so much. We love you. We love you. Hard hands. Oh, I love you too. Hard hands.
0: Yeah. Sam is kind of the best.
1: Totally the best.
0: And yes. I am honored. That he was on our very first episode of Body Talk,
1: and also honored that everybody who's listening to this listened for almost an hour now, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna go get in the pool. <laughs> Let's go, so.
1: women! Thanks for listening to Body Talk. We'll see you again in two weeks when we'll be talking about periods.
0: No, Baby we talked <laughs> about <that laughs> this week.
1: We're gonna talk about it.
0: No, I think that keeps in the spirit of this show. You can find us. No, a...
1: start again.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna go in and edit it because you're gonna put these files in a Dropbox, right, for everybody. I'll go in and put this in there. I'll what? fucking splice it in myself. Be... Stop. It. I'm be my pants. <laughs> if I have to like pull the binary apart with my bare hands, I will not put that in there. Thank Thanks. you for listening to Body Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this was so hard.
1: It's gonna get easier. It's getting. We're easier. gonna. We're gonna. What? We're gonna have Virgie on.
0: Yes, she doesn't know it yet. And <laughs> we're gonna email her later. <laughs> Send her a Facebook message. I'm gonna um, text
1: her. She just texts me.
0: Big thanks to Ann Friedman, Sam Dylan Finch, Ray Finch, and to Kelsey Scrindy for testing the clusterfuck that is recording yeah. things with three people in them, and also for cooking dinner right now god bless, Je bless. Je bless.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what this show is okay
1: she's gonna pee her pants
0: that's the what girl. this life is <laughs> oh by the way this podcast is brought to you by Ravishly where we work
1: <laughs> and we're fired oh wait no
0: no, you fire people. That's you. <laughs> yes. we, can't, we can't get fired.
1: Wow. Well, I'm so glad. All right. <laughs> I'm so C-
0: glad I can't fire
1: me. <laughs> just... C- Cue Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> Let me hear your body talk.
0: Your body, body talk. talk. Let me hear your body talk. Let me hear your body talk. I just talked to my hero and and yeah and I was not what you would want to talk like when you talk to your hero we went we were like let's talk about periods and then I was like let's talk about chickens and yeah I was like, oh god yeah damn it we can't take it out of her memory but we can take it out of the podcast <laughs> uh so <we're- laughs> god damn it I'm not cut out for this <laughs> what's wrong with me oh Jenny, my god get
1: it together would you please <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus my Christ god. Have I have invoked this out. I've invoked the Lord's name so many times today. Yeah. jeez, Louise. This has been a day, boy. Ooh. Uh, <sighs> okay. Thanks for listening to Body Talk. We'll see you again in no, 2 weeks.
1: Let's let's switch back and forth.
0: I know, but you were just looking at me
1: for a just, long time. <laughs> well, I wasn't cuz it looked like you were going to say something else. Okay. okay and go. then I
0: did cuz you were looking at me like <laughs> I was going to say something else. <laughs>
1: Okay. okay. Can you just pause, please?
3: Don't talk to me like my aunt right now. <laughs> just... just. <laughs>